2: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM Thankfully for the first Christmas in a few years at Coogan Towers we got through the holidays, Christmas and New Year without any sickness in the house. The poor old Queen Bee had a couple of awful Christmases in recent years but thankfully the health held up for us all over the last couple of weeks. But for anyone who did get sick, everything I heard indicated that South Dock was just bonkers, daft, out the door, round the clock. It's kind of what we've come to expect with South Dock over the the last while. Now there's a change in the nature of the service in the county, affecting McCroom, Clonacilty, North Kerry. The hours are changing in McCroom. There'll be locum cover, abandoned at times. It's all what they call a restructuring, a streamlining of services. Now, so far, nothing has been announced, at least nothing I can find, has been announced for the city. Uh, The chairman of South Dock is a Dr. Andrew Crosby, and he said the changes are essential to maintain South Dock in these areas. In 2006, South Dock saw 162,000 patients. Last year, that was 231 Thousands. Could there be more streamlining of services in the city? Streamlining generally means reduction when you want to translate it into layman's terms. Councillor Dr John Sheehan, of course, John, um, regular guest on the programme, a GP who puts in his shift from time to time at South Dock. Were you there over the holidays, John, and was it busy? Good morning.
3: Good morning, PJ. Happy New Year to you and, and your listeners. And um, yes, I was there on Stephen's Day, and there was uh, seven of us on, and it was busy. And um, there's no two ways um, um, about it. And I suppose PJ, the, as, as you highlighted there um, to the listeners, there's a number of reasons for it. One is the, the, the just the sheer volume of people attending South Doc is, is up nearly forty percent. Um, you know, than it used to be for the same number of doctors effectively practicing. And the reason for that is that 10% of people in Ireland now don't have a GP. Mm -hmm. And those who do have a GP, very often they're full, it's harder to get appointments. So South almost has become the safety valve for a lot of those patients. And in particularly, and this is the reason I think, and I'm not on the board of South Docker Just speaking as an ordinary GP, um, the reason they, they they brought in these these changes in the rural areas, in that in a lot of the rural areas, the cells were in danger, the, the centres were in danger of just not having enough doctors to 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 fulfil them. So if they didn't change things, they effectively would collapse. I mean, Skibbereen, as far as I know, has five doctors. McCroom has seven doctors, and that's not sustainable. Then to keep center going without some support or without some change and then it becomes almost self-fulfilling PJ in that it's harder to attract more doctors because the 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 to there is 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 really heavy Mm -hmm. and then you know it becomes less and less attractive and then they can't maintain it so the idea of bringing in some of these changes is that it would support our colleagues in rural practice so that they will be able to attract more GPs um, there in the future because fundamentally that's the solution to a lot of these um, um, situations. If you look, PJ, in Ireland, since my children were born, my eldest is 25, the population of Ireland has increased 40%. So that's a huge, huge change. And the number of GPs really has stayed the same. Mm. Um you know we now have the highest life expectancy in the eu where we're five years ahead of scotland i had to look it up because um, i didn't believe it um, and all of that of course is great but it brings extra strain on uh, on south dock and, and and on health services and we need to start changing changing things and i think there will be other changes coming 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 down the line and um, if you look at other countries pj what they have is like we have south dock we have shannon dock we have west dock we have dub yeah. dock all over the country in, in, in the UK, they have one system and they have a very good sort of um, online system that you can, because increasingly, particularly younger people, they're used to doing things online where a mm-hmm. lot of those questions and a lot of things can be answered and a lot of supports can be put in. Denmark has an amazing system where they have one national system but they don't just have GPs, they have social workers, they have counselors, they have mental health professionals, they have um, all sort of a whole remit of sort of services that what you need. and I think that's a, a really, really good sustainable um, um, model. Mm. So th- th- there will be changes happening, and there will be other changes happening, um, I suspect, you know, in how co-ops and out of our services um, are, are going in the future.
2: How is this for a speculation, John? There are some private sector. GP services operating. We don't need to name them. We know who they are. We've I've I've used them myself on occasions. Very good service. Seems to work faster than South Dock. They don't take medical cards. Um, Would it be easier if they did? Because a lot of people with medical cards now have to have South Dock as their fallback.
0: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
3: Um, yeah, certainly. I'd, I'd, yeah, like personally, I'd be open to. I mean, when people need care, they need care, and I think they're not as hung up as 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 long as that care is of a good service and it's reliable and it's it's quick. Um, Probably part of the challenge is that South doctors does a lot of the heavy lifting. So things like nursing home patients, patients with complex medical needs, patients who you know might be say homeless or marginalised groups mm-hmm. and things like that, who take a lot more time, a lot more effort, a lot more you know challenges. And um, so South Dock does a lot of that heavy lifting, um, you know, which is really really important, and that's what it should be doing. Um, the other clinics, they they're very good at what they do but they don't do that. So, you know, I think if, if we are to have the, the other clinics come in, I think there needs to be some recognition of how are we going to support all those vulnerable individuals because mm-hmm. that, that's really, really important. No, I'm, I'm not that suggesting not that
2: they would take over. I'm suggesting that, for example, someone that I know, John, who went to one of these services in the autumn of 2023, um, went and was able to pay up front, obviously, for the, for the treatment they got, were then refer, given a prescription only to discover from the local chemist that sorry the prescription which amounted to a few quid wasn't covered by their medical card, and that means medical card patients are not going to go near these services, and they're all going to come in on top of South Dock, which makes it even busier.
3: Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's a good point, and I think certainly the the HSE would w- would need to look at that. But I think what the HSE would say is that we're, they're supporting South Dock, and it's a it's, it's a structural system all over Cork and Kerry. Yeah. And what they would really want to do is try to increase the capacity of of, of South Dock. And really, PJ, when you stand back a it, really, what this the solution to a lot of these challenges is having more GPs and having, you know, more GPs in rural areas and in the city areas. In the GP scheme where we uh, I work part-time and in training our trainees, we're increasing now the recruitment for that by over 30% this year. It's gone up every year, about 10 or 15%, the number that we're training, but that'll take a number of years to feed in. But this year we're going up over 30% in terms of recruiting new GPs okay. because there's the demand for it. About
2: how long is happening. that training program, John? If I'm a, a newly qualified doctor and I've done my hospital time so to speak and I say I want to be a GP now how long does it take?
3: its it's approximately four years. Usually they do two years in hospital of the different specialties like A&E and psychiatry, it's pediatrics, etc. And then they do two years in tra- training practices and they get training and they do exams and things like that. So it's a four-year lead in for most of them, some 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 for three years. if they've It's a, a specialty in
2: itself, years. of course, isn't you it? Know? Yeah. In terms of getting appointments with one's own GP, Emma was on here. She said, PJ, people just can't get an appointment at the moment, they're swamped. I spoke to a woman last night, she said, who has cancer and her GP can't see her for a fortnight. And now they're streamlining South Dock. Like, what's going on here? I mean, if I ring you this morning, John, if I'm a, if I'm a patient of yours, I ring you up and say, I need to see you because I'm not feeling good. When can you see me?
3: Well, we would try what we try to do, and what most practices try to do. We try to keep slots open every day for people who have urgent sort of conditions on that day. And um, if people need to see a particular doctor that they're following up for a long term um, um, sort of condition, they often may be waiting a week or sometimes longer. Um, but if they need sort of an acute thing, I have you know a severe earache or some acute illness. Um, usually, we try to facilitate people you know that day if we if we can. Yeah. But it is a challenge, PJ. Severe no both A them.
2: severe shortage. John, thank you. Can we anticipate, do you think? I'm probably asking you to speculate, which I shouldn't, but can we anticipate that there might be similar streamlining, to use that term, in South Dock in the city?
3: Um, I don't know, but my own personal opinion is that we should have one centre. In the city, that's that's accessible to all, rather than one, you know, main centre. It's, it's it's over in the Kinsale Road. It's it's, it's fine, and we have a smaller centre in Blackpool. My own opinion is that we should have one centre that does the whole in um, city, and, and and you see that in most cities right throughout Europe, and um, that that's that's the way to go. But um, I can see more changes happening, particularly in the rural areas, and whether it happens in the city or not, I, I, I'm not sure. But certainly, I can see more changes happening in the rural areas. And the HSE, to be fair, are very supportive and they're trying to train up, say, paramedics who are, who are really fantastic and an underused resource to, in rural areas to do things like catheters and do other sort of uh, for care procedures that, that may be done. So it's looking at a variety of sort of solutions, not just, just one thing. All right,
2: John, thank you very much, uh, Councillor Dr. John Sheehan, 0818 96, a man, as I said, who puts his own regular shift in with uh, South Doc. Tom says, you remember the start of COVID, Simon Harrison, the other Appealed to Irish medical personnel abroad to return home and they did in their droves and what happened they got shafted they didn't even get employed in the pandemic itself even though many of them had given up paying jobs now we have a shortage again of doctors nurses and auxiliary staff how can they speak courts 96 fm